Hey guys, this is Watercolor Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, if you ever want to hear any like updates and stuff, I know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now with like the Long Island serial killer possibly being caught. Um, there's a lot of movement in the Delphi case, all those things. Um, I was thinking of doing uh, just like update shows, just like quick little like five minutes, ten minutes or something. Um, just let me know if you'd be interested in anything like that. Just making it a completely different thing than the podcast though. Like maybe I can just do it on um, like Facebook stories or Instagram or something. Um, anyways, I just want to get right into the case. I like to uh, not go on too much when I'm by myself. <laughs> uh, again, someday I do hope to have some people on. So, you know, it can be a little more fun. All right. So this case, if you don't know it, which most people do, uh, probably, <laughs> uh, it is a real life horror movie. Um, if you are one of those people who don't really know it, then you're definitely gonna think I'm talking about a movie because it's just insane it's like a mix of saw with i don't know some crazy sexual torture like i don't know it's so fucked up like beyond fucked up it's terrifying i know a lot of people find this one hard to get through and hard to do i did as well um especially because there is a tape 45 minutes about um, of this creep telling his victims exactly what he is going to do to them, like uh, in a lot of detail. Um, so for this, I did listen to the whole thing quite a few times, actually, just to cut some pieces out. So I will randomly put it throughout. Um, if you can't stand listening to his voice, very understandable, just skip ahead. Um, it will be just random little snippets. I didn't take anything too um like not gory but like any of his stuff where he talks too disgusting because um you know if you want to listen to that i have the tape if you want to hear it i can send it or something i'm sure you can find it online uh but yeah i mean i i didn't want to put too much in about him explaining um like how he's gonna rape them and stuff and with what instruments i mean you know i think we can all kind of figure it out um all right so let's just begin so we're, it's actually the story's gonna start um if i mean you can see it in the title it is the toy box killer um yeah so it'll start with a uh, a bad bitch <laughs> a real bad bitch because she is a survivor the she um thanks to her i mean this case got solved um also you know because she got out of this a lot of women got saved you know because this would have kept going on forever this guy is a complete psychopath disgusting he had it completely going for him no one suspected him there was no nothing no one there people weren't even looking for these women or anything probably um because of the kind of women he picked so you know it's uh yeah it's great that he was caught <laughs> uh 
and because of this woman's heroism. So let's get straight into it. On March 22nd, 1999, in Elephant Butte, New Mexico, Butte, sorry, <laughs> New Mexico, a naked woman, bloodied, collared, she was wearing like a big chain collar and dragging a long chain behind her. She ran into the home of an elderly couple. She was crying and just like complete terror, obviously. She was screaming that the man is going to come kill her. He'll find her. The elderly woman went over to calm her down. She called the police. And the sweet uh, elderly man went and grabbed a robe and stuff to cover her, which that's just wonderful. Uh, when police arrived, she told them what happened. And they went on to investigate to find the horrible monster piece of shit that was responsible. <laughs> so, first of all, who was the woman? And... You know, where, where the fuck did she come from? <laughs> um, so her name was Cynthia Vigel. I may say that wrong. I looked up the pronunciation and now I've completely lost my mind. <laughs> Vigil. Uh, she grew up in Albuquerque living with her grandmother. Um, at around 11, she ran off to live with her mother because a family member had molested her and her grandmother didn't believe her. So her mom partied a lot. She drank, did a lot of drugs. In 1992, actually, her mother was found dead in a ditch. Uh, it was first ruled an overdose. We'll see. There's an update in 2020. I have it at the end, but I'll, uh, just include it quick too. Her mother actually was... In fact, murdered by a serial killer, Samuel Little. Um, he had confessed to her murder. Um, so when her mother died, again, she was like what, 12, 13 or so at this point. Uh, she had nowhere to go. So she began to follow in her mom's path. She started selling drugs, her body. Um, she's trying to make ends meet. Uh, only in a teenager, she had a partner who started abusing her so bad. She actually had a permanent facial injury. Um, to the bone structure in her face, that boyfriend actually went on to murder another woman later in life. So you're going to notice this poor Cynthia woman is just, there's so much like murder and just awful things in this woman's life. Like, um, a year later after like her mother's been murdered, um, a year later, her best friend was murdered or sorry no this was more than a year later at the age of 20 her best friend was murdered um by i think it was like a guy she was going on a date with or something like some guy she was dating got really mad with her and murdered her um after her best friend was killed a year later march 19th 1999 this is where our story kind of continues um she was working the streets in albuquerque when an RV approached her. So she had commented uh, on one of the things I'd listened to that normally she would never get into like an RV or van. It was like her rule because, you know, creepy as the true crime garage guys say, ban the van. Uh, so the man driving was David Parker Ray. Um, she did unfortunately get in that van or fortunately because, like I said, as bad as what happens to her is and you want that for no one it's because of this woman that it ended right so imagine how many women's lives were potentially saved 
Um, when she got into the van, he immediately handcuffed her and yelled at her that he was an undercover cop. At that point, she was trying to leave, but he like shouted her name and it really freaked her out because she doesn't, she didn't think she knew him or anything. And it just, it weirded her out. She didn't give him her name. Uh, behind the curtain, a woman later identified as his girlfriend, Cindy Hindi. Cindy shocked her with a cattle prog, dragged her to the back of the RV and handcuffed her to a cabinet. Cynthia immediately began planning to escape because, like I said, her whole life she knows so many victims. She was not going to be another victim. Um, so the RV had about a two-hour drive to get to his house. So she began unscrewing the cabinet while they were driving. They were up in the front. Uh, she managed to get on her feet. So she crouched down and she was ready. Like, whenever this RV was going to stop... She was going to just book it, like, out of here. Unfortunately, it didn't quite go as planned. Um, at one point, David hit the brakes and Cynthia tumbled. And, of course, stupid face Cindy Hindi heard this and went back with a gun. Uh, the shit-stained David then pulled over and Cynthia said everything went black. So, at that point, she doesn't know what happened. So sometime later, she awoken wearing nothing but a collar. Sorry, guys, my alarm went up. Um, wearing nothing but a collar around her neck and chained to a bed. Then a tape began to play. I have, like I said, the whole recording. I edited a few parts in just to add throughout the podcast here today. Just so you can see what a vile, disgusting piece of shit these two really are. Uh, like this case is literally straight out of a fucking nightmare. It really is. I don't even think there's a movie out there this fucked up. I mean, probably, but this isn't a movie. It is real life. It happened to these people. So I'm going to play a part. Um, just imagine yourself like, or don't cause it's terrifying. Wake up in a complete strange, strange place bound to a bed completely naked and vulnerable and you fucking hear this shit hello there bitch are you comfortable right now i doubt it wrists and ankles chained gagged probably blindfolded you are disoriented and scared too i would imagine perfectly normal under the circumstances for a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you, in detail, why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture, because this tape is being created July 23, 1993, is a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If, at a future date, there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, you are obviously here against your will. Totally helpless. Don't know where you're at. Don't know what's going to happen to you. 
you're very scared or very pissed off. I'm sure that you've already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose. No, you can't. Now you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to be raped, and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped, thoroughly and repeatedly, in every hole you've got. Because, basically, you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Sound kind of far out? Well, I suppose it is to the uninitiated, but we do it all the time. It's going to take a lot of adjustment on your part, and you're not going to like it a fucking bit. But I don't give a big rat's ass about that. It's not like you're going to have any choice about the matter. You've been taken by force, and you're going to be kept and used by force. What all this amounts to is that you're going to be kept naked and chained up like an animal, to be used and abused any time we want to, any way that we want to. And you might as well start getting used to it, because you're going to be kept here and used until such time as we get tired of fucking around with you. And we will, eventually, in a month or two, maybe three, it's no big deal. My lady friend and I have been keeping sex slaves for years. We both have kinky hang-ups involving rape, dungeon games, etc. We found that it is extremely convenient to keep one or two female captives available constantly to uh, satisfy our particular needs. So, first of all, what a piece of moldy garbage. He is disgusting. Uh, if you notice, he stated he made the tape in 1993 and she was kidnapped in 1999. So just fucking imagine how many people he has done this to. So much that he decided to make a tape to make life more efficient for him. That is how often he has done this. I think at one point, um, I'm not sure if I included this piece or not, because like I said, it was just so daunting going over this tape and cutting pieces out and what I wanted to put in and not put in. Um, like I said, I didn't want to put too much of his disgusting descriptions and stuff of his torture devices and what he was going to do. But at one point, he says, like, me and Cindy have, um, then we take, like, four to five girls a year. Like, just fucking imagine. So anyways, just awful. Um, and just, like, the callous way he speaks, like, doesn't care, like, starts off, hey, bitch, like, go fuck yourself, you disgusting piece of shit. Um, so again, he literally had planned to keep her for months and then let her go or kill her. Who the fuck knows? I mean, you know, I guess according to him, it depends on how you act and your behavior. Like you fucking put this girl in a box, torture her, do things to her so unimaginable and you expect her to just sit there and just like be cool with everything yeah you you do whatever i'm here for you honey like oh my god anyways i just this guy irritates me so much 
Um, ugh, it's gross. It's a hard one. Like I said, I spent the past like two weeks slowly going over it because it's a living fucking nightmare what these people went through. It's the worst thing you could possibly imagine, I feel like, right? Is there anything worse than being tortured for months on end? You know, like, it's fucked. So over the next three days, Cynthia had gone through absolute horror, being tortured, raped for hours and hours by him, stupid fucking Cindy, and just all these weird objects. Like, he had so much fucking crazy shit. Um... I'm not just talking like sex toys you buy at the store. Like this guy would like invent them. He was making them like doing all kinds of crazy shit. Um, it's crazy. I'll post some pictures of his house where he kept his victims, um, his toy box in the pictures. You see a lot of his equipment and stuff that he had, or I don't, what do you call it? Instruments, equipment, like, I don't know. His creepy fucking sex shit. Cause he's insane. He is the devil himself. Um, I mean, you'll see a lot of it. So, you know, I I won't show too much. I mean, the, the, you're going to see what you're going to see. He even had like surgical tools. Like this guy is fucked. Uh, really the worst of the worst. Like I think maybe it's a bad opinion, but I mean, he does let a lot of these women go. Possibly like we don't really know. Um, but at the same time, like, is it not just better to almost just kill someone and get it over with than keeping them a victim for months and months and just torturing them? And I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Um, so what is this fucking toy box? That's, uh, obviously that's what he is called for. So the toy box was a trailer he had converted, um, into a torture chamber because you know great worse than that um it, it's honestly what i would expect hell would be like he had it soundproofed of course because the things he did to his victims would cause the most gut-wrenching screams and cries um i'd imagine with what these poor women were subjected to that they honestly would probably want to die like, just imagine this going on for months. You're probably like, can this fucking piece of shit just kill me now or something? Like, you know, because it's just gross. Um, So inside he had a gynecologist type chair in the middle of the fucking room with restraints, leg stirrups and everything. A mirror he had mounted to the ceiling because he is such a sick son of a bitch. He wanted them to see what he was doing to them. Uh, like his walls just were filled with hanging tools, tables full of things for torture, whips, chains, straps, like pulleys, clamps, leg spreaders. Like I said, he had surgical equipment, um, saws, sex toys, like shock devices everything you can fucking imagine was in this place like they had estimated it was worth like the trailer and all the contents well over a hundred thousand dollars like way over that he even had like a large wooden contraption contraption um to immobilize his victims so he and his friends 
can rape them, can rape his victims um, without them doing anything about it. Yeah. Fucked up. There's so many people involved in this case that we don't know. So just be aware there's a lot of fucking creepy ass people out there that participated in this shit and have never been anything. There's nothing. Uh, he also, I, I didn't include this because listening to this part, honestly, I had to take a break. It was so disturbing. Um, he also even had built a device so he can have the women um, be raped by his dogs. I'm not even kidding you, but um, he goes into great detail on the tape about it and I listened to that part once. I I couldn't do it anymore. And I honestly couldn't, couldn't do that to you guys. Like it was, to say disturbing is the biggest understatement ever. So I'm just going to move on because like I'm getting teary eyed because it's so disgusting. Uh, okay. <laughs> there were diagrams on the walls of his inventions and how he could use them. He also uh, had a videotape they had found. This is part of the evidence later. This will come up um, from 1996 of him and his disgusting girlfriend raping and torturing a unknown woman. I'll, like I said, I'll talk about that later. You're here and we're going to make the most of it. You're going to be kept in the hidden slave room. It is relatively soundproof escape proof and it is completely stocked with devices and equipment to satisfy our sexual fetishes and deviations. There may or may not be another girl in the room. Occasionally, for variety, we like to keep two slaves at the same time. In either case, as the new girl, you'll definitely be getting the most attention for a while. Now. As I said earlier, you're going to be kept like an animal. <sighs> All right. So that is his disgusting hell room. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to call it. So on day three of her captive, while Ray was at work, this fucking badass bitch, because she is amazing and strong and she was not letting... She was not going to be a victim like all these other people in her life. So she noticed the keys to her restraints were sitting on the table next to her. So Cindy left the room, you know, just off doing stupid bitch stuff, dumbass, Cindy, Hindi crap. So she used her feet. She grabbed a hold to the table leg and slowly started pulling the table close to her so she could grab the keys and free her hands. So when Cindy came in, she saw that Cynthia was free and they started fighting. This bad bitch grabs a fucking lamp, broke it over Cindy Hindy's head. Then she grabbed an ice pick, stabbed her and ran out to freedom. <laughs> she didn't go directly to his closest neighbors because, again, part of the tape and uh, some of statements from David was that uh his neighbors were in on it they didn't care about your screams they don't care about nothing sometimes they come over and they'll also participate and rape you and treat you like you're nothing but alive for me 
As for escaping, I'm sure he'll try to figure out a way. That's human nature. But it's not hardly even worth talking about here. It would not be prudent on our part to have you running around in the woods screaming rape. It would be an embarrassment, to say the least. Consequently, you're going to be kept in an environment that is even more secure than a prison cell. If it has not already been done, very shortly, a steel collar is going to be padlocked around your neck. It has a long, heavy chain that is padlocked to a ring in the floor. The collar will never be removed until you are turned loose. It's a permanent fixture. The hidden playroom, where you're going to be kept, has steel walls, floor and ceiling. It is virtually soundproof and has a steel door with two keyed locks. The hinges are welded on and there are two heavy deadbolts on the outside. The room is totally escape-proof, even with tools. Any time that you are left unattended in the room, your wrists will be chained, and there are electronic sensors to uh, let us know if you move around too much. And if that's not enough, there is a closed-circuit TV system with a surveillance camera. It's wired to the main TV in the living room, so we can check you once in a while, or just sit and watch you for the fun of it. Electronics is a wonderful thing. Expensive. But hell, everything in that room is expensive, and damn well worth it. <laughs> I love that he included, and he talks about it so much throughout the tape, of how you can't escape. There's no point in trying. Meh, 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 meh. God, he's such a fucking bitch. But anyways, I just had to include that because... Aha, bitch. She escaped. She is better than you. You are a piece of shit. So anyways, <laughs> David Parker Ray and Cindy Hindi were then apprehended near their home. So who were these giant piles of shit? David was born in Boleyn, New Mexico in 1939, but to Cecil Ray and Nettie Parker, he and his sister Peggy grew up with his grandparents and they were considered like a very disciplinary kind of household. Um, they lived in a small ranch house and had a lot of financial issues. Uh, they were apparently pretty poor. His father would randomly visit him. Uh, he was a violent man and an alcoholic. It is said his father would bring him S&M magazines so, I don't know, maybe this is kind of what sparked a bit of his interest, seeing those magazines. This guy was just fucked from the beginning, obviously, because he, he... You can't turn into this. Like, this is you. You are a monster. And again, people, listen. If you're listening and you're into SMM and bondage and all that kind of stuff, good for you. Fucking go do it. Have fun. Have a great time. If it's with a consensual partner who is also into it. You know, you don't force that kind of stuff on anyone. That's, it doesn't make it fun for anyone if you force that shit. Um, like if it was him, if this story was him and his fucking crazy ass girlfriend, Cindy Hindi, just out being crazy together. Cool. Good for you. Have fun. But, you know, you don't take someone and force them into that kind of stuff and, it's just fucking insane. So, 
let's keep going. <laughs> in school, he was bullied a lot and he was very shy around girls. They said that it's probably part of why he started drinking and doing drugs and stuff because he was just so awkward around women. Uh, he said his sexual fantasies started a rape and torture and even murder started when he was just a teenager. At the age of 14, his sister found some of his drawings and magazines and she completely disassociated herself from him and stopped talking to him. So fucking good for her. But maybe you should have warned people what a creep he was. <laughs> no, I mean, how, how would you know that at 14? But anyways, um, this is briefly kind of what he says about his childhood is just a tiny little snippet i guess i've been doing this too long i've been raping bitches ever since i was old enough to jerk off and tie the little girl's hands behind their back so he went on to join the u.s army actually in one place i saw navy but pretty sure it's the army uh where he was a general mechanic he was later received an honor honorable discharge he then went on to work as a maintenance man for the New Mexico Parks Department in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. And he worked there right when he got out of the military, right up until they had caught him. So he spent his entire life working there. Um, he was divorced four times and had two children, which we will get into because one of them is his little spawn, like the spawn of Satan. In 1997, he met Cindy, who at the time was 37. She also worked for the State Department. She was fleeing convictions for drug use and grand theft in Washington State. They had bonded, obviously, over their violent sexual fantasies. And she joined him in his sex slave ventures because she is also a psycho. So, who is Cindy Hindi? She was raised by an alcoholic mother and said to, as a child, like, they didn't have much food and stuff. That's what she remembers of her childhood is often being hungry. Listen, don't feel bad for these piles of garbage. Her mother had many abusive boyfriends, so she witnessed her mother being abused a lot. At the age of 12, a stepfather had attempted to rape her. And when she told her mom, instead of getting rid of that piece of shit husband, she threw her 12-year-old daughter out on the street. So at that point, I mean, she's 12, she's out on the street, she doesn't have anywhere to go. So she started uh, doing drugs, selling drugs. She started staying with drug dealers. Um, she went into sex work. A boyfriend from her teenage years had said that she had told him that she had fantasized of rape and torture at that point. So again, she, again, she was a teenager at this time as well. She later had three children, all with different men. She wasn't much of a better mother, mother than her mother, unfortunately. She sent her kids off to live with her grandparents because she didn't give a fuck about them. She then left Washington State and that's where, like I said, she went on to meet her Beloved David Parker Ray. <laughs> so, when these two piles of human garbage were arrested, another victim came forward. Angelica Montano. She had previously been kidnapped, held, and tortured. When they ditched her on a highway, sometime later, an off-duty officer picked her up. 
He didn't believe her and fucking dropped her off at a bus stop. So this woman, looking all disheveled, like probably bruised up, like just been tortured for how long? Sees a fucking off-duty police officer. He picks her up. She tells him what happened and he didn't fucking believe her. I mean, it is unbelievable. Like I said, it sounds like some crazy-ass movie that you'd, like, never watch again. But, yeah, I mean, still. Like, she obviously would have looked like she's been through a time, you know? Anyways, that's right. He just... He he would do this quite often he would actually release them. So he didn't always kill. Actually, we'll talk about it later because technically there aren't any murders for him confirmed. But I mean, he is a piece of garbage. He he said he killed multiple women. We just don't know who they are or where they are. Um, so yeah, that's right. So he would brainwash them. He would drug them up do all kinds of weird like hypnosis or something to them and that's what he would do and then he would just drop them off and they'd think they're crazy like they didn't even know what happened to them they didn't even remember so here's another little snippet of him explaining that whole process again i'm sorry you have to keep listening to this piece of shit but you know it's just interesting that it's all coming from him because we don't have a lot from him because you'll see why later now, I've already told you that you're going to be here a month or two, or maybe three, if you keep us turned on. If it's up to my lady, we'd keep you indefinitely. She says it's just as much fun and less risky. But, personally, I like variety. A fresh pussy, now and then, to play with. We take four or five different girls each year, depending on our urges and sometimes accidental encounters. Basically, I guess we're like predators. We're always looking. Occasionally, some sweet little thing will be broke down on the side of the road, walking, bicycling, jogging. Any time an opportunity like that presents itself, it's not too risky, we'll grab her even if we've already got a captive in the playroom. Variety is definitely the spice of life. Now, I'm sure that you're a great little piece of ass and you're going to be a lot of fun to play with, but I will get tired of you eventually. If I killed every bitch that we kidnapped, there'd be bodies strung all over the country. And besides, I don't like killing a girl unless it is absolutely necessary. So, I've devised a safe, alternate method of disposal. I had plenty of bitches to practice on over the years, so I've pretty well got it down pat. And I enjoy doing it. I get off on mind games. After we get completely through with you, you're going to be drugged up real heavy with a combination of sodium pentothal and phenobarbital. They are both hypnotic drugs that will make you extremely susceptible to hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. You're going to be kept drugged a couple days while I play with your mind. By the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. 
you won't remember this place, us, or what has happened to you. There won't be any DNA evidence because you'll be bathed and both holes between your legs will be thoroughly flushed out. You'll be dressed, sedated, and turned loose on some country road, bruised, <laughs> sore all over, but nothing that won't heal up in a week or two. The thought of being brainwashed may not be appealing to you, but we've been doing it a long time, and it works. And it's the lesser of two evils. I'm sure that you would prefer that in lieu of being strangled or having your throat cut. Now, if you remember, I had mentioned a tape of an unknown female. So, after the arrest, they put up uh, some pictures. Sorry, my alarm keeps going off. I don't know if it's coming on here or not. Um, so... They had put up some pictures because I guess in it you can see like an ankle tattoo and they obviously couldn't show the video. It's horrific. It's a woman being completely tortured and raped. Um, but they took out snippets of like her ankle and her ankle tattoo, all things like that. So they put it out there to find out who it was. Turns out her name was Kelly Garrett. She was now living in Colorado. <sighs> this girl's story though, like... She had a fight with her husband one night. She decided to go out with a friend to play pool. The friend, none other than Glenda Jean Ray, a.k.a. Jesse Ray, David Ray's fucking daughter. Like I said, spawn a Satan, people. You'll hear. <laughs> uh, it is believed that she had drugged her friend. And then she took her straight over to daddy. Because she's a fucking piece of shit as well. Um, he only held her for a couple of horrific days, drugged her, made her incoherent. He then drove her back to her husband and told him he found her on a beach just wandering around. Her husband, which, you know, it's so tough. Like, imagine that situation. But her husband didn't believe her. Um, it just sounded too wild and crazy. He thought she was off cheating on him. So they ended up getting a divorce and she moved away to Colorado, like I said. Honestly, that's a tough one. Like, look at some of the cases that we've seen recently where people pretended to be kidnapped. It's happened so often lately and people are searching for them and it turns out they're like off cheating on their spouse or whatever, right? So um, it is a tough one. I mean... I wonder how he feels about it now after hearing that it was fucking true. But anyway, um, again, that's that seems to be the big thing with this, right? Like he's doing this kind of stuff, drugging them and hypnotizing them and doing all these things. So they're they're kind of unsure of even what happened. It, it feels like a nightmare, but they're missing days, weeks, months, who knows how long. But people don't believe them because it just sounds insane it sounds like like a crazy story like that you would see in a movie like it doesn't even sound real so they weren't getting anywhere like police aren't doing like no one believes them and i half the time they probably don't even believe themselves because they're like that couldn't have happened um so through investigations digging numerous searches uh they never found any actual murder remains um 
So, like I said, they he talks about murder and saying he murdered a lot of people, but they never actually found any bodies or anything on his site. They dug it all up. They had dogs. They had everything. Um, so now, like I said, his daughter is even part of his sick whole thing. So there's like a whole bunch of them now involved, right? Um, and like I said, I'm I'm at the end now. We're going to go through the trials and kind of what happened with everyone. But it's just crazy. He mentioned so often that there was like neighbors and friends. He would have, apparently they had like sex parties where like their friends would come over and they'd just have one of his victims sitting in the middle of the floor naked just people can go up and do whatever to them like it it's crazy it's absolutely fucking crazy that like who are these other fucking sickos they obviously knew that this person was not there on their will like they they had to know anyway so the trials so it was kind of fucked up a little in the beginning. The judge wanted each victim to be tried separately, which didn't make a lot of sense and really hurt the case just because most of their stories, like I said, they seem so far-fetched that they needed each of their stories to kind of connect them all together and put the evidence together. Um, the judge also didn't allow a lot of significant evidence from his torture chamber and stuff to be put in into the trial. Um, I, I don't know. So the first trial uh, that was to take place was Kelly. Even with an actual video of this woman being raped and tortured, two of the jurors didn't believe that it was real and thought her story was just so insane that it couldn't be real. That there was a mistrial. So, because again, his big defense is, oh, it was consensual fantasies. Yeah, I'm fucked up, but we all wanted to do it. We just were playing a game. Uh, anyways, I fucking hate this man. Or, he's not even a man. He's a fucking cowardly piece of shit that has to capture people in order to get, live out these fantasies and stuff. Because, oh God, I just hate him. So, uh, again, so there will be some pictures I'll send and you tell me if that torture chamber chamber looks like a place where lots of consensual sex happened. <laughs> so they retried him again for Kelly. This time he was found guilty on all 12 counts. Thank fucking God. So now they went on to trial for Cynthia, the girl who fucking broke out and stopped this whole thing. Just a week into it, because again, this girl's case would probably be the most damning, right? Because she wasn't just thrown out all drugged up and not knowing what happened. This girl escaped. She took them there. Like, yeah. So they wouldn't have had time to clean anything. Like DNA would have been all over her, like all over the house, every part of it. So um, just a week into the trial, he decided right away he's just going to take a plea deal. So they ended up sentencing him to 224 years. This was in 2001 at this point. Um, so for all three women, abductions, tortures, he, like I said, he pled guilty to it all. Um, yeah, so he would never get out. Part of the plea deal, though, was to help his little fucking spawn of Satan. Because it was to help give her leniency 
because obviously she was going to be charged as well since she was involved. So in order for him taking a plea deal for all of this, she, she then pled no contest and she was only sentenced to 30 months and five years probation for her part in the kidnapping and what they called criminal penetration for her part in all of this. She got 30 fucking months. Uh, in 1999, another accomplice was brought in. This was pretty much from Cindy Hindi. She she rolled over pretty fucking quick and told them everything. So uh, he was brought in. Um, his name was Dennis Ray Yancey. He pled guilty to murder. So he said he murdered 22-year-old Marie Parker in 1997. He stated that him and Jesse lured her to David's. They tortured her and strangled her to death. Unfortunately, at this point, there was no evidence ever to um, link the dirty rays to the murder. So they were never charged with it. Um, Dennis was sentenced to 30 years in prison. So like I said, so that's one murder, at least that they are technically, I mean, they believe he's linked to, um, why would this guy lie at this point when he pled guilty? So, all right, moving on to Cindy fucking Hindi. So in 2000, she had testified against her disgusting husband, boyfriend, whatever, uh, for a plea deal. Like I said, she helped, um, get that Dennis Ray Yancey guy and also she testified at, uh, David Parker Ray's trials and stuff to she she told them everything i mean there's no real murders or anything but she told them like what her part was and all that so she did receive 36 year sentence uh for her role in all of this which is fucking ridiculous because she is also a deviant and she did all of these things as well like she was 100 percent involved in all this shit so, victim updates first, because who cares about the other pieces of shit? So, I, I couldn't find anything on Kelly Garrett. Uh, I mean, like I said last, we heard she was in Colorado doing well. After the trial, they did say that she was doing doing good. That's all we really know. Angelica uh, Montano died of pneumonia before her trial even got to start. So, she wasn't even able to go on trial um, but I mean, he, he pled out anyways. Um, now I have a lot to say for Cynthia because she's a, such a big piece of this story. So she got clean from drugs and alcohol. She married, had four children. Uh, she completed a dental and medical assistant program, but unfortunately, cause I mean, her criminal past, she couldn't find work in those fields, but she did find another job and she started doing professional photography. She volunteered with healthcare for the homeless. And in 2010, she actually started her own nonprofit called Safe Sex Work, which later she renamed Street Safe. Um, so it gives support to sex workers and somewhere for them to turn. And I think like a, almost like an open place where they can talk about their experiences and warn people of things and whatever, right? Um, not just for sex workers, but people homeless living on the street. 
Um, in 2016, she had a fire and lost everything. The day after the fire, her, I told you, man, this poor woman, like her whole life is just filled with tragedy, but she's doing the damn thing. Like she's persevering and moving on and looking at the positives in life, even after all she's been through losing all these people and it just continues. So, um, the day after she lost everything in a fire, her son died in a firearm incident, her oldest son. The same day that her oldest son died, her second oldest son, I didn't look into this, my bad. I just kind of wanted to get this put out, but um, I don't know if this kid is guilty or innocent or what. Uh, it almost sounds like later other things I've read that he's out now, so maybe it was true that he wasn't guilty, but um, her second oldest son was coerced into giving some kind of false confession and he was sent to a juvie. Um, so in 2020, they had identified her mother's murderer, which I had already spoke about. So again, so much has happened to this woman. So as of today, she is separated. She has three boys. Um, and she actually started fostering children as well. She has three grandchildren and she started a novelty business with her sons, like going to little fairs and stuff and selling toys like light up toys and things like that so I just thought that was cute she wanted to start some kind of business that her kids can continue with and I thought that was sweet so update updates for the shit bags Jesse Ray the disgusting daughter her whereabouts are unknown she would be about 37 now Again, she barely did any prison time. She did like 30 months. Now, I did read somewhere that way back in her younger days, like not back when like before he had been caught and stuff, she had mentioned to some FBI agent that her dad was a giant creep and had sex slaves. I don't know how true that is. I, who knows? Again, she was... She was a participant. I don't know how brainwashed or whatever she was as well. I don't know much about her life. It's really hard to find anything on her. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to say how much of a victim she was as well. But I don't even want to say that because she fucking... She was out with a friend and just dropped her off. Like, your dad wasn't there making you do it. You did it on your own. So, anyway. Um... Uh, Dennis Ray Yancey in 2011 was paroled after only serving 12 years of his 30-year sentence. After just three months of being out, he violated his parole and was sent back to finish it out. So this guy who murdered one of the women was released in 2021. So be on the lookout, people. Down in Albuquerque, I assume that's probably around where he stayed. That piece of shit's out. Cindy Hindi, oh boy, she was supposed to be released in 2017. She spent an extra two years in prison, so it went toward her five-year parole. So in 2019, this moldy piece of garbage was sent back out into the world. She is uh, registered as a sex offender, but she is living in Hamilton, Montana. So people in Montana, this crazy psycho bitch is living there. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> And David Parker Ray. Uh, he was never officially convicted of any murders. 
Although they found a crazy amount of evidence from women in his trailers and in his home. And they had actually found a lot of journals of his indicating up to about 60 murders that he's committed. So that's what they're estimating. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding you. They think he had killed at around 60 women. And they can't even, like find out who where they are they don't know anything actually if you do want to look it up i don't think i'm going to include it but there is a fbi website where they released hundreds of pictures of things from women hoping that someone might recognize something um just so they can try to identify if this woman is still alive if it's possibly a murder victim of his like there's like Pins, hair clips, jewelry, clothes. There's so much things. And they're just trying to figure out like who these other victims could potentially be. So in 20 or sorry, 2002, just two years into his sentence, he agreed to talk to the police and give up his murders and just be interrogated and tell them everything. That was the plan. He said, fuck it. I'm just going to admit to everything. We'll sit down. I'll tell you all the women where they are. I'll tell you everything. This motherfucking piece of shit couldn't even get this. Like he is such a shit stain on the universe that he couldn't even manage to stick around long enough to put some fucking resolution out into the universe for these poor victims. He died like a day or two before this interrogation meeting was scheduled to happen of a heart attack. So he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come forward. Like, let's get this done. I'll tell you everything. Tell you the people. So these poor women can get some justice. And he couldn't even fucking manage to stick around, man. He went off and fucking died. I know it's not his fault, but I just feel like it would be, you know, like, cause he's such a piece of shit. You feel like, that like that was his last fuck you like i just hate this guy so much <laughs> so at least he is rotting away somewhere i honest to god hope there is a hell so he can live like every moment of his days experiencing like this horror firsthand i hope that everything that he had done to these women is being done to him but not he is not enjoying it i hope he is having the worst fucking time in his afterlife and in his part of his tape he had mentioned that oh i'll only be raping you for like three to four hours a day here and there throughout the day so you'll have lots of rest time and lots of you time like oh thanks cool so out of my 24 hours, you're only going to rape and torture me for like four or five of those hours, maybe. And the rest is me time. You're so sweet. Like, I'm so lucky that I get to sleep the rest of the time or whatever. Like, anyway, so I hope he gets no rest. I hope he is just constantly being fucking tortured and, oh, God, such a piece of shit. As I said, I'll post some pictures um, I hope everyone made it through this fucking insanity. Uh, I, like I said, I try not to go too graphic with it. It really is a lot more graphic. Um, but I, I don't think I need to give all of those details. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. 
So, to those who decided they couldn't listen to it, I get it 100%. I have to say I'm so happy this one is over because it was very difficult. It took me a long time to do because I just couldn't. It was just so much, you know. Like, anyway, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. Um, I got some messages and stuff, some feedback. It is just really, really cool that people are listening and like in random parts of the world. Like, it's so cool. It is, I don't know. I I I'm, think this is the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> so please go on and follow me on all the socials at What A Killer Podcast. Like I said, I will post photos and stuff if you're into it. I know you can do a quick Google search, but hey, just go follow me. Um, Twitter is what a killer pod. And you know, email me for a little chit chat at what a killer podcast at gmail.com. I also have Patreon set up um, where you can donate or well, not donate, but you can subscribe and get some extra stuff. I haven't figured any of that out yet. So, you know, whatever. I just put it up just to have the name. So if you want to cool, if not, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> hopefully one day I'll get to a place where I can do some cool stuff on there. Um, all right. So I am going to end it off with a quick little stupid clip from him just because it is the end of his tape where he's, you know, just being a giant piece of shit. So if you don't want to listen to it, just turn it off now <laughs> or finish it off with this gross giant piece of shit. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. I believe I've told you about everything that I can. I cannot predict the future. I can't predict changes of procedure. But if this tape is being played for you, I have to assume that it is still reasonably accurate. And I can only give you advice. Be smart and be a survivor. Don't ever scream. Don't talk without permission. Be very quiet, be docile and obedient, and, by all means, show proper respect. Have a nice day.